You're listening to Kingdom Legacy Podcast. Step in to your kingdom legacy, your purpose, your function, your destiny. You're called to shake the nations with a revelation through your relationship with an almighty God. You are a kingdom believer. Come to sin revival to the world. Let's invade the earth with heaven. What is up, Holy Ghost? Today is September 13th, 2021. Welcome to the Kingdom Legacy Podcast, guys. I'm excited to launch our discipleship pod right here. And this is the reason why, like the reasons why so many, because so many emails, so many people are hungry for the word of God. And so we're designed to raise up a generation in the prophetic and the apostolic, teaching them the word of God and and calling them to answer the call, called to their purpose, calling them to say, hey, I need to step in. I need to step in to this generation. I need to step into my legacy. I need to step into my purpose. So if you're listening right now, We are going to be diving deep into justification today. There's a topic that many people are wondering. They're they're looking for more understanding when it comes to salvation. And so salvation is broken down into multiple parts. And we're going to continue to discover all those things and unpack those things inside of the discipleship pod. And inside of this academy, you're going to learn. You're going to be challenged to read. You're going to be challenged to just simply be intentional. Now, so if you're here, I want you to open your Bible if you're able to. And if you're just listening, listen, I love the commute. I love going and traveling. If you're just listening in, uh, so glad that you are here today. Hopefully your uh, beverage, your morning beverage or wherever you're at and what you're sipping on is wonderful. Hopefully you guys are having an amazing morning. That being said, we're going to turn our attention to the the realm of what justification is not. Justification is is not us looking through a lens and, and seeing ourselves broken. And because of God's grace, because of God's grace, we're justified. No, 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 no. Self-judgment is its forerunner. So when we judge ourselves, That is the moment that we begin to look and analyze of our nature, the man, the inner man. And this is why it's very important to understand we can we can actually bring ourselves into a place of condemnation unknowingly. And so self-judgment is that opposition of what justification truly is. And so I want to open our our attention to Luke 18, 14, where the man who doesn't even want to look up to to heaven, doesn't even want to look to God and and saying, I am broken. I am a mess. And and, and what the Bible says is that this man went home justified, right? So in this, I I want you to understand that when we self-evaluate, not condemn, but when we evaluate our patterns, when we evaluate who we are as people, when we evaluate what is lacking in our life and we evaluate the, the, the shortcomings and the things that are in our life, when we evaluate that, 
we should be able to judge according to the word of God. And then we can go to the, the throne room boldly, right? So justification is the opposition of condemnation. So as soon as you start feeling condemnation in the spirit, maybe because of sin or maybe simply because of a mistake that you have not yet allowed God to perfect in your life, we must go and present ourselves to God in faith so that he is the one who justifies us. We cannot justify our, our actions in our mind. All then what we're doing is putting back on the law of the mind, the law of the flesh, the law of sin and death. And what happens is we begin to live that type of lifestyle, thinking we're holy, thinking that we're living a lifestyle pleasing in God. And truly it is not. And what a lot of people are confused about is, well, what do I really do when I'm dealing with these things? You, you got, you must, you must, you must, we'll dive this in a little bit more. You must go to the word of God. You must go to the Lord. You must dive into the spirit. And so we're going to break even that deeply um, open today. So God is the author. He's the author and the finisher of your faith, but he's also the one who can justify you according to Romans 8.33. So when we go and look at Romans 8.33, it's simply to, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Is it God? Is it not God that justifies? So when we understand that God is the author of justification, no one cannot justify you. But at the same time, men on the earth cannot justify your soul when it comes to the eternal realm. God can be the only one who justifies you in the spirit. And by doing it, it starts here. In Romans 3, 24, it says this. It says, being justified freely by his what? Grace through the redemption that is in Christ. So many people claim that they're in the grace, but they deny the cross. They deny the work of the cross. They deny the gospel. They deny what Jesus has said. And therefore, this scripture is void because they're not living in faith according to the scripture. Okay, so Romans 3, 24 says, being justified freely by his grace through this is contextual and conditional through the redemption. So you have to be redeemed. You have to be applying yourself to the blood. You have to be carrying your cross. You have to be applying the word of God. Number four, the blood of Christ is the purchaser. This is how it shows you grace is the spring in which it, it, it flows from. But the actual way that it begins to happen is Christ who purchased you, who redeemed you through the blood. And this is why we're justified by his blood. Romans 5, 9, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Now this goes into an entire open teaching as far um, as it pertains to the eschatology and the theology of God when it pertains to the rapturing of the church. Now I don't want to get it close than that, but I want to give you the, the key scripture there. Saved from the wrath, the wrath of the lamb, the wrath of God. Okay, moving on. Number five, the resurrection is its proclaimers. You see, this is where we have to be able to find ourselves, right? Right here, the resurrection is the proclaimer. It's being raised again for our justifications. Why? So that in Romans 4.25, God used his son as a appropriation for us so that in the rising again, he's justifying why the cross was there. And knowing that when we are when we are raised in him it is much like the cross, the purpose of the cross. And then the, the purpose of the resurrection is to further enforce Jesus and who he is to us. And he has redeeming us from the curse of the law. 
He provides the escape from our flesh to live in the spirit. Doesn't provide an escape from you living from reality. Doesn't provide an escape from you living out of responsibilities as a grown adult. There are ramifications for our actions, even even if we are uh, coming out of sin. There's still ramifications, right? But God is now with you in this process to, to keep you free in the spirit. And by that way you do it is by the way of death and resurrection. We call this being born again. In other words, we are being regenerated now. Inside of this, we want to break this down a little bit deeper, right? Because, see, faith is the thing that begins to activate and accept you, right? Faith is the acceptor, being justified by faith, according to Romans 5, verse 1. says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. There are many reasons why there are not many Christians that have peace. They deal with anxiety and depression, and it's because they're living a lifestyle that's contrary to the Word of God. They're not justified by their faith because their actions do not reflect what the word of God is actually calling them to live. And so this is why you say grace, 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 love, 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 but not faith, faith, faith by faith, right? And so we need to understand that the evidence, and we'll talk about this, the evidence of a man is just is justified by the works that they produce. Now, works do not keep us saved, Okay, but works are the the ramifications or in other words, the reflection that you are saved, the works of righteousness, the works of holiness, the works of God. Right. Building the kingdom of God. So faith has a huge part inside of this, because if you don't have the faith, again, remember what I said earlier about faith. Faith is a driving force. Grace and faith are a driving force to overpower sin and death. The way of God receives us is by faith. The power of grace and his spirit, he doesn't leave us the same. God doesn't give you grace and faith so that you stay the same. He gives you grace and faith so that you can change. We most certainly can come to him at any time of need, not because he's going to judge us, but simply because we are justified. And in that faith, he has proclaimed us righteous through Jesus because of the work of the cross. Number seven, it is the union in unity of this, right? the faith, the resurrection, the blood, right? All of these things, the grace, the author who is God, and then also your ability to be self-aware and to judge what you're doing, all of which is a union to confirm that God is justifying you in the spirit. Let me break this down for you. He that is dead is freed, justified from sin. So if you're staying the same in the world and you're continually to live, you're, you're living the same lifestyle, you're living the same way, you're living the same things in your spirit life, in your financial life, all of those across the board, right? Hear me out. This is where God is really trying to work on you. Instead of being super spiritual, we have to look around and say, okay, what in my life that I am not dead in? What kind of flesh or what kind of mindset that is still living? See, when we are united to the word and God's spirit, we are set free from death and the deeds of death. And we're not overpowered by sin and death. In fact, we are given power over death and hell. And we are given authority against the darkness. It says that the gates of hell should not prevail against the church. This union of spirit and truth confirms our very covenant with our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. So uh, hopefully this is breaking some things down for you this morning. Now watch this. Number eight, the Holy Spirit is the what? The effector. 
Holy Spirit is called to affect us. Holy Spirit is called to wreck us, right? He's called to transform us, right? And so we must be justified by the Spirit. According to 1 Corinthians 6, 11, it says, And such were some of you, but ye were washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So in this, we begin to look at another part of salvation. We hear regeneration and we hear sanctification and then we see justification. And so these are just three parts of what we call salvation. All right. And inside of this, it all is the working of the Holy Spirit. If you do not allow the perfect work of the Holy Spirit to happen in your life, you are rebelling against the work of the cross. You are rebelling against the word of God. And in that, this is where the anxiety, this is where the oppression, this is where they're giving place to the devil. This is where the crack is in the armor. This is where all of those things that you hear about, why am I going through it? Because when we are evaluating ourselves, knowing that the things that we're saying or doing or feeling and sensing or even judging others, whatever it is, if we're not taking the time to work on that and allowing Holy Spirit to change us, well, guess what happens? We become, we become in a place of delusion thinking that, you know, we're, we're okay. We're fine. And so we're not okay. See, the Holy Spirit affects our lives in a major way. It is God's spirit that sanctifies us and separates us from the world in this present evil age. We are not able to do this alone, which is why we must be able, which is why we must abide in God's truth. Okay. And we must be led by the spirit. And in other words, we must be able to submit to the two things according to according to the word of God. According to God, it says when we submit to the spirit and truth, we are yoked with Jesus. And even in the wilderness, you defeat the enemy. Just look at Jesus. Look at this as a, a representation of the son of God. If you be the son of God, if you be the son of God, if you be the son of God, what happened? Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness and the truth was the thing that justified him. Uh-huh. But he had to submit to the spirit and according to the word of God to speak in a way that provided the work of God in his life. Therefore, he remained justified. That, that's why he never sinned. So here is why I could say, well, you're a Christian. We're always sinning. Are we? So are we? If we are, then there's something that we must allow God to affect. <laughs> we need to allow Holy Spirit to erect us in this. Again, number nine, all the things are in its scope. All things justified. Listen, under the, the realm of justification, everything is in its scope. Everything. You are justified from all things. And now what I mean by this is, of course, the old customs and the old laws. And by him, this is in Acts 13, 39. And by him, all that believe, all that believe, faith, word, spirit, right? All that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law, the law of Moses. That's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, letting you know that nothing, no matter what you do, you cannot be justified by the outward appearances of the old covenant in which why we must have the cross, why we must have the, the covenant built with Jesus Christ. Number 10, works are the evidence this is where tr this is where truly Christians get tripped up. Why? Because very simply, we, we talk about how grace is the only way for salvation. But truly, we have to begin to work the works of righteousness to produce the work of God, to produce not just fruit. You, know, you can have fruit in your life. 
You can be led by the Spirit of God and have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life, but truly be disobedient in the things that God has called you to do. Okay, you can be fruitful. You can be even justified in some of the areas of your life, but unjustified in some of the areas of your life because you no longer want to abide to doctrine in that area. In other words, you know, do not do this, do not do that. And you know you shouldn't be doing it, but you're doing it. And so we have to be able to look at that individually as people and, and know where we are at. OK, so we have to see the evidence and the working of our fruit and the evidence of our works. In other words, what are you doing that could be costing you time that could be costing you your life? Right. What are you doing when you're feeling the overwhelming sensation of I'm not and I feel condemnation It is the work of the enemy. Right. But the enemy cannot work on you if you haven't given him a, a reason to work on you. OK. And so the only other term in this and it is a completely different doctrine when we come to this. But when God hands you over to the enemy. Right. Because you're refusing to allow God to work on you. That's one. And number two, when you're doing everything simply right and God is testing you, is bringing you an adversity. You're still justified by God. But now he's actually going to justify you even more. He's actually testing your faith. God is the only one that can do this. And he uses the enemy. This is how weak the enemy is. He uses the enemy to do his testing work. Think about that. Anytime you're going through a testing, anytime you're going through uh, trials and tribulations, life situations, all these, all these things. Are you listening? He uses the enemy to do his dirty work. God is so faithful. God is so powerful. He'll never put you in harm's way. He would never put, the, put these things upon you that he didn't have a plan for. He would never allow you to suffer for the very reason of something bigger in his purpose and his plan for your life. Never, because that goes against who he is. However, he will always allow the enemy to gain some sort of access to your life to test and see how you're going to respond. And so this is exactly about the wilderness season for you guys. And in the wilderness, this is where you become really justified. When no one else is watching, when only the enemy's whispering in your ear, and all you have is the spirit and truth that should be living inside of you. Hey, listen, you are listening to the Kingdom Legacy Podcast. Daniel Emerson here. I am so excited to have you a part of our online discipleship group. Now, do me a favor. By listening to this, I want you to do a couple things. Invite some of your friends into that Facebook group. Get some people involved in this. What we want to do is build an army. We want to build a network of people that we can disciple and we launch. And they're even our leaderships as we begin to raise up and we begin to expand the 10 pegs. God is going to begin to do something inside of this discipleship pod right here on this podcast where you guys can be able to share this out live. You can be able to be a part of our group and we can begin to grow and expand the word of God in, in different areas around the world and even still here in America. I am so grateful, so honored to have you guys a part of our podcast this morning. Thank you so much for taking the time. Your time is valuable and precious to us. We will see you on the other side. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day.